Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And, uh... Prithy the <laughs> John George, uh, the light of God on ye. Uh, this is, hard. is how, this do, how do you think he wrote this one? <laughs> is this your no, audition? Not, I'm trying to. How did he write? How did he write in the Without, funny way that they talk? Because I, I can't know. do. I can't talk that v- way. Voust, and they all talked that way. Voust come hither. Ye Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they say, like, oh, the baby done disappeared, they say it was vanished. Like, what does that mean? It was vanished. What, what is any of that? I, they have awful grammar as well, which is, they're, I guess, realistic. They're, they're not as smart. They're old. They're from the 1600s. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was really dumb back then. Yeah. So I guess that's why they talk that way. Yeah. Um, they're like, where you be going? Kudos- Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Where thee be gone, thine own idiot. Like, kudos to Robert Eggers for knowing how stupid people were in the 1600s and writing them that way. Yeah. I think that's. Um, that's I don't know how he did part. it. I can't do it. So. Most oppressive part, no doubt, in my mind. I mean, we, we all yeah. know he. We all know that's actually one of the best parts of both of his movies, though, is how, how perfectly accurate they are to the time periods they take place in. Um, as far as yeah we are talking about the witch by the way oh yeah if anyone is, was caught i guess it is the title well, the of the title. episode but yeah it's the title of the episode so they should know by now unless they don't read the title because they don't want it to be a spoiler kind of you that's know. true yeah that's, we haven't gotten to spoiler town yet so that's, that's like the next <laughs> evolution careful. of me not watching trailers i'm just not gonna look at titles because i think the titles spoil it you know yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be like well now i mean I know, if you look at the now i know jokers in this movie it's called joker i didn't want to know that <laughs> I was going to say, if you look at the title of this movie, like, oh, shit, there's a witch in this one. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I wanted to Spoilers. be surprised that there was a witch. <laughs> they should have just called it like, I don't know, like a bunch of asterisks in a row or maybe like the woods. Although I guess that gives it away that it takes place yeah. in the woods. God. I, yeah, I don't know what I don't know how to fix that conundrum exactly. But I, th- th- yeah. maybe just no. Every movie shouldn't have a title. It should just be. Oh, the new Robert Eggers movie, or like the new Scorsese. I'm gonna even that. I feel like is too far. <laughs> too much. Like if I know who's directing it, then I have preconceived notions. Exactly. So here's what we're gonna do from now on: movie theaters have died, and we have to raise from their ashes a new system. What we're gonna do is no more movie trailers, no more commercials. Uh, movie theaters are now just big black sort of monolith cubes. <laughs> They're big black cubes that sit in the middle of cities, yeah. and you walk up to it. And you can't see the person selling you the ticket. They're behind like a a tinted window. And you say, one movie ticket, please. And they hand you a blank ticket. And you walk into the cube, which you can't see anything. There are little red lights on the floor that guide you. And then the ticket, you you put it in a slot and it says theater two. And you walk into theater two and whatever plays, plays. And that's it. (laughs) And that's it. That's absolutely it. I I do find an issue. I I love it. But. Yeah, how am I supposed to log these films on Letterbox if I don't know their title? Actually, uh, you scan the ticket and oh. then Letterbox. <laughs> it'll have a QR code on it. That's what it is. You scan oh. the ticket on Letterbox, and then after you know the runtime of the movie, it pops up on your Letterbox. You can give a review. Oh, okay, I like it, but I... no one can see that review unless they've also seen that movie. Okay, and. It's going to take them a few tries probably before you and your friends see the same movies since it's random for yeah. everyone. Well, well that's the other thing. If you go with a group of friends, like you're not all going to get the same ticket. So, so now like, well, movie reviewers are just like out of business at this point. They can't, 
David Ehrlich's going to have to be like, I recommend going to the Cube and going to Theater 3 on Saturday at 5. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be his yeah. I mean, that's, suggestion. What else do you need? <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. David Ehrlich's going to go on IndieWire and he says, praise be the Cube. <laughs> the, the light of the Cube shine unto us. And we all worship the Cube, the movie Cube. <laughs> And that's what we're going to do after these horrible COVID times are over and AMC is dead. I love it. I, AMC, they're probably going to, <laughs> AMC will probably take this idea for this podcast and be like, that's actually brilliant. Um, yeah. I'm all in. Absolutely. Um, AMC is, no, here's the thing. I don't even want to know what chain it is. The cube must just mysteriously yeah, exactly. appear overnight. Like We're all going to wake up one day and the news is going to be like, uh, breaking, a, a black cube has appeared in the middle of every major city in the US. And they show movies and we don't know where they came from or who made the movies. It's just how it is now. Yep, I like it. I absolutely like it. Because yeah. if, if, if it's an AMC, it's like, oh, well, this is most likely a blockbuster. AMC doesn't really carry yeah. indie movies. You know, so mm-hmm. we, we got to We can't know what. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. Absolutely like it. Netflix is going to. Oh, Netflix is going to be out of business after this. Holy shit. X, Netflix will be Internet Cube. <laughs> Internet Cube. And that'll be. You'll get a little cube with an HDMI port in it. Holy that you plug shit. into your TV. We should, and every time you turn it on, it's a different movie. That's that's the next streaming service. It's just. It, yeah. It, it, it's just a website and it just t- plays a random movie for you and you don't know what it is. Yeah. I like and it. then soon enough, you know, the grocery store will be cube and like the bank will be cube <laughs> and, you know, all of it's going to be cube you eventually. De- you withdraw a random amount of money, deposit a random amount of money. You don't know whose bank account you're taking money out of or putting it into. It's just it's cube. You have to pay your respects to the cube yep. in monetary value. I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. OK, I'm a future cube society. I like it. Yeah absolutely like it um but it's been i guess uh it's been a bit since we've recorded an episode maybe and yeah but to both of us it's clear why um it's because there are no movies out yeah <laughs> they stopped they after war with grandpa hit theaters they went huh i guess no one's gonna uh watch any of these in theaters and we don't want to put them on your tv so we're just going to stop mm-hmm. and in the big what is usually like the biggest few months for movies, especially for our podcast. Oh, yeah. They said, nah, nope. They said no more uh, movies for you or anyone anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I could just like go down our list of like episodes from this time last year. We had like Parasite, The Lighthouse, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Ford v. Ferrari, Knives Out, The Irishman, Marriage Story. Like it was insane. And now this this yeah. year they're like. No, I mean, this year, actually, they're like, here are all your limited series. Go watch them, which I did watch The Queen's Gambit. And maybe we could do an mm-hmm. episode on that once BB watches it, too, because I think it's pretty yeah. good. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm saving it for when I go home for the holidays, since I'm going to have so much like screen time when I'm you know quarantining my parents house instead of yeah. my apartment here. Makes sense. Um, so I'm definitely going to watch it. Got to get more Anya Taylor-Joy, mm. obviously. I was so surprised um, she was not playing chess in this one as well. Like, <laughs> I know. I was very confused when I saw her and she was not e- either taking prescription pills, drinking alcohol, or playing chess because those were the only three things she could possibly do 
in the Queen's Gambit. I know. It's, and it's weird because this one came out, <laughs> The Witch came out first. <laughs> so maybe they need to like retroactively sort of CG in some of those. Yeah, elements. because they are all going to know Anya Taylor-Joy. I, I feel like she is now known from Queen's Gambit. This is her most popular thing. Like this is what she is. She's the chess person now. Um, and that's what people are going to know her for. So if they go back, um, she was in she was in New Mutants. Oh yeah, you don't sorry. think people are gonna know her from New Mutants? <laughs> Probably the movie Mark. they also released in theaters. Probably Mark, our one of our loyal viewers. Mark, he loves the new yeah. New Mutants, so probably he probably knows. I mean, she was in Split as well. Um, I oh, she was. Yeah. That's a better movie. Yeah, uh, she was in Split, so maybe people will know her from that. I I loved her, and uh, the first movie I saw her in was The Witch, but I also saw her in Thoroughbreds, and I thought she was really good in Thoroughbreds too. Yeah. So I think the Queen's Gambit is pushing her over, though. Uh, obviously, everyone's freaking loving this thing. I I can't stop mm-hmm. hearing about it. People text yeah. me about it all the time to the point where I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch this thing now. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people talking about it, so it's on my list, but I haven't. I. Uh, I figure I'll just binge it all in one go once I have the time for it. Uh, and I'm away from my PlayStation, which will be a dark time. Yeah, that is a dark time. You're not even going to bring it home. You're not going to smuggle it into the plane or whatever. I don't. You can't <laughs> probably tell on the stream camera, but that thing is gigantic. Just don't it pack is the largest clothes. game console. You don't need clothes. Yeah, I'm not going to pack any clothes. And also when I go through TSA security, I'm going to have to pull it out of my luggage, put it in its own tray. Everyone's going to see it. I'm going to get mugged on my way to the gate. Everyone at once all attacks you. They're like, get it. Yeah. Get that thing. We need it. My kid wants it for Christmas. And I'll be like, I want it for Christmas. I won. I was the fastest pre-order. Let me have it. I was the first. Sony said I was the first pre-order. It was me. Yeah. And then all I'll have for self-defense is the PlayStation 5 because of how big and heavy it is. I'll need to like smack people over the head to defend myself. Yeah. You can use the controller pretty well as a weapon, I feel like, for sure. Yeah, it's got that haptic feedback. Oh, I'll yeah. rumble their their brains. Exactly, out. you can make it feel like a sharp knife is inserted into them. Yeah, is that yeah. <laughs> that'd be nuts if that controller if you could make that controller feel like that? <laughs> if shit. it just hurt you, like in Demon Souls, <laughs> oh my you get God, hit with a sword, it's hurting me. It That's like cuts sick. you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, dude! The future of video games. <laughs> oh my God! I my, I, I mean, need stitches. This is so sick. This. I feel like this movie's probably already been made, but we're so close to the to the movie about the video game that like actually hurts you when you play it. Yeah, uh, you know, there was a black. I guess mirror like about it's that, like right? a dark Jumanji. Was there a Black Mirror about this? I feel like there was a Black Mirror. This feels like a Black Mirror episode. Maybe, there, maybe there was. I think there was the only video game one I watched was the horror video game one. Um, oh, that actually was kind of it, because like. He he experienced all the horror in the horror game okay. like it was real. Yeah. So. But I feel like there was, it wasn't exactly what you're saying. I feel like there's still. Yeah, room. no, I'm talking about like a bunch of teens at high school and they're like, bro, my, my older brother got this game. You got to put it in your game station. And then he puts it in and the controller like electric shocks him and a monster crawls out of his screen uh, it's, oh my god it's so real and then it's a horror movie about the video game it's, it's like they're gonna make a ring sequel but instead of a vhs tape it's, it's a, a playstation a 5 game. legit they- yeah it's a playstation <laughs> 5 game and no one can play it because they can't get a playstation 5 because <laughs> yeah. it's sold out everywhere. yeah exactly 
Um, have we gotten any? Have we gotten any news on the um, freaking Netflix Christmas film that we watched? So I did look this up recently. I'm glad you brought this up. Yes. Um, the Christmas a Christmas Prince four is not going to be coming out this year, but they have not said that it's canceled. They're just not doing it this year. So, John, we're going to have to dig around okay. for a new Christmas Netflix I just, movie. I just saw there's a princess. The princess switch got a sequel, but I don't know if that's a Christmas movie. Um, I don't know if it is, but here's the thing. I, I was going through an article that listed all the new Netflix Christmas movies are coming out, and there's got to be something in there. Okay. Wait, no, but the there's poster, one called, this poster has a Christmas tree in the background, Christmas wreath. Like, I feel like it, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Okay, then we can we can figure that out. The big budget one they're doing is called Jingle Jangle this year. Oh. I, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. I kind of want to stick with the Hallmark, yeah. like, low budget yeah. stuff. Yeah, I get that. I'll look up Jingle Jangle right now. I feel like I've heard of Jingle Jangle. By the way, yeah. thank you to Tef Shut Up for the Prime Gaming subscription. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, oh yeah, Jingle Jangle: A Christmas Journey, starring Forrest Whitaker and Keegan Michael Key. Um, yeah, we yeah. can do that one. It looks like it has like, f- it's not the ratings aren't bad enough that I would that I think it would be funny to do. Yeah, this. no, that's what I'm saying. We got to go for something lower budget. This is like because they did the Christmas Chronicles last year with. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Kurt Russell. Yeah, this is like um, that. So this is like their new version of that. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I never watched that one. I don't think I'll watch this one either. This one's just like yeah. so in the middle. It's so just like, like it's all right that it's, I'm never going to watch it. You know, it's not bad enough. Yeah. We could also you're watch. Not, you're not going to get those moments from Christmas Prince where they're all like solving a mystery while the, the woman is, is in labor. Uh, all right. and all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could watch holiday as well. That's a new Netflix movie. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, starring Emma Roberts. So, that seems like a oh, nice. could be a good one. Could be a good one. Yeah. Um, but it's been three weeks, baby. Of course, this part of the show, we talk about uh, what, what else we've watched besides the main movie we're going to talk about, which is The Witch. Um, and I, it's been three weeks. I've only watched The Queen's Gambit and then one movie. Have you watched any, anything really? Uh, I mean, you got your PS5, I've, so I can't. Uh, yeah, you can't. It's we. <laughs> Audience, if you're pissed at BB right now for not watching a movie, he got a PS5. How's he gonna watch a movie? I got a, I got a damn PS5. I've been waiting to boot up one of my. I, I feel like it's been too recent since I watched any of my Blu-rays because I have some 4K ones that I've been waiting to. Oh yeah, throw in there. And now that you got a 4K, I finally Blu-ray. have that capability. 4K Blu-ray. I might, I might do it with Blade Runner. It's just that movie is so long. But yeah, it's. I haven't really, I haven't really watched. I feel like I watched something. Oh, The Mandalorian. That's it. I've been keeping up with The Mandalorian. I think we're like four episodes in now. It's still good. Um, It's got more comedy this season, which feels a little out of place. Although maybe I'm just forgetting what the first season was like. Uh, This one clearly has a much larger budget, which is cool. There's a lot more special effects and and monsters and chase sequences. Yeah. so yeah, I still recommend The Mandalorian, but that's all I've been watching. Otherwise, it's just full-on PlayStation 5 all the time, all day, and also all the work that I have to do for my human job. <laughs> human job. Um, yes. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think The Mandalorian is smart for this weekly schedule because 
I hear about it. I consistently just keep hearing about it to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I should watch that. Like, I feel like it's smart that they're doing this because it's constantly yeah. on Reddit for me. It's constantly in my Twitter feed. It just won't die. Yep. Meanwhile, like other shows <laughs> that all come out at once, I feel like they die off a lot faster and then I stop hearing about them and then I just don't end up watching yeah. it. It's it's like a trade-off because if you do the bingeable show, it's everyone talks about it all at once. It's like a Tiger King where everyone talks about it for like a month straight and then no one talks about it ever again. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this method, it's like, you know, the first episode everyone's going to blow up about and then diminishing returns as this season goes on. But the conversation stays going, which I've seen with The Mandalorian. Um, and I think it's also funny because the show isn't like amazing by any stretch it's just fine, but because it's Star Wars and because it's one of the only things to watch right now, everyone's just talking about it because there's nothing else to talk about. Not to mention, like, the only good Disney Plus original, so... That's true. The only proven Disney Plus original. Yeah, so everyone must watch it who got Disney Plus. They're like... We have to justify our subscriptions with The Mandalorian. Exactly. Um, but I'm justifying my subscription with being able to watch Soul in december yes <laughs> so yeah that's another one we'll have in december dude our, yeah our december is going to be a little bit packed we we talked we were talking about it um and tenet comes out on dvd then we got uh, wonder woman coming out on hbo max then uh, and i think there's some other december movies as well that we didn't talk about but, but yeah i think they're getting out decembers and then a bunch of it seems like this area that we just talked about is sort of shifting a little bit to january february more so yeah which sucks for my uh best of 2020 list that i do on instagram at the end of the year because it seems like all the best 2020 movies are coming out in 2021 um yeah so well what's funny is i've been starting uh some provisional work on my i'm gonna do another video for top 10 games this year uh and this year's fucking stacked for video yeah. games there's so much good stuff this year dude i was th- yeah i was thinking about since i did a decade last year i was like well i kind of want to just do a video again on this year's but i've this year's movies but i'm like i can't <laughs> There'd be like three and you would <laughs> I, play one song over i literally them. looked at my top 10 list and i'm like that's in my top 10 hell no i'm not including that in my top 10 video i don't care about that movie which i won't mention right now because yeah. i don't want to spoil my list and hopefully it's not in the top 10 by the end of the year <laughs> but i'm like what the hell this year sucks um yeah so and maybe i would do a top five video at that point i i like my top eight my top eight i'm like yes this these are movies are all pretty good um you just need two more good ones exactly and then i I think soul will probably work its way in there right yeah i I mean right now onwards in my top 10 and i think i'm gonna like soul better than onward (laughs) like i liked onward obviously more than i thought i would but i i still don't think it's like one of pixar's best or anything so yeah, Onward was the last movie we saw in theaters yeah, to do on this podcast. It is. That's so crazy to think about. Oh, God. So this episode so far is just us so sad about 2020. I mean, we're trying... I know. We're trying to explain why we haven't had an episode in a while. It's because, well, we're both busy and there's nothing... Like, there's nothing we're excited about. I, I'm not excited. Yeah. I'm not excited about any movies right now. I mean, it's also like when theaters were open, it was just easy because... Like when I saw Onward, I just went after work. I just walked to the movie theater, saw it like in an empty theater. And then we did the podcast. Now it's like you have to dig through Netflix for anything. There are no major releases. Mm -hmm. 
It's just a, a big old drought that we're dealing with. Yeah, and it's stuff like, I don't know, it's stuff like that. Like Netflix, I feel like if the movie's out in theaters, like it is pop, it's guaranteed popular. People have heard of it. When we've done like, I'm thinking of ending things or some of these Netflix movies, like people are in our chat being like, I've never heard of this movie. Like when it's on streaming, yeah. it's more likely to just get like brushed aside and or or just not found by a lot of people. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's not like we're even getting like a marriage story this year, too, mm-hmm. which was a pretty big release. And that was Netflix. Uh, yep. But yeah, we are just a, a week. Year. Actually, this year, I just remembered one of the December movies, which is Mank, which is um, oh, the new yeah. Fincher movies coming out the first week of December, uh, which I have to watch uh, whatever Citizen Kane for. Yeah, I was going to say I might watch Citizen Kane before watching Mank. Yeah, I am excited for Mank. Apparently, it's it's a good film, and it's a David Fincher movie, so I'm down. Yeah, everyone loves Fincher. Yeah. He'll never top Zodiac, but you know. Ooh, Zodiac's your favorite Fincher? I don't even know what my favorite Fincher is. It is. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have to look at a list of Finchers again to remember. What- <laughs> a good Fincher list. I guess I saw Social Network before I saw Gone Girl. I thought I saw Gone Girl first. I thought that was my first Fincher movie, but it wasn't. I think Social Network was probably mine, um, but I just, I love Zodiac, and I am i don't even know if I would say it's, I think a lot of people wouldn't say it's his best movie, but it is absolutely my favorite. I love that movie so much. Yeah, I really love that movie too. Um, I remember it was legit raining uh, while I was watching that movie, and that's the perfect sort of uh, aesthetic yeah. to have while watching it. Oh, he directed Fight Club? I, I don't know why I don't remember that yeah he did seven too oh yeah he did seven as well honestly i'm more of a fan of his more modern stuff than seven or fight club yeah yeah i don't know what my favorite fincher is actually now all these movies i think i like less than the average person likes to be honest like i'll meet huge fight club fans or seven fans or social network fans and i'm like i'm not as passionate about those movies as you are clearly yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like i think most people if you're talking about fincher specifically like first of all i don't think a lot of people think about David Fincher as much, which is kind of sad to say. Sure. <laughs> um, but like, definitely, I think Zodiac is not the oh, one yeah. that people would immediately go to. <laughs> definitely not. I, I think Zodiac might be my favorite as well, but I'm a huge fan of Gone Girl as well. I think it's between those two for me. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll see how good Mank is. But the the one movie I watched, BB, was called Kajillionaire. Um, Mm-hmm. And I actually really like this movie. I think a lot, of, a lot of people are very weirded out by it, and I don't blame them. It's a pretty weird, quirky type film, and at times I was kind of embarrassed for liking some parts of it. I was, <laughs> Miriam was watching with me, and she'd be like, "That's so weird," and I'd be like, "I like that. I liked that part." <laughs> um, uh, but I really enjoy, I enjoyed this movie, even though I think it's r- ridiculous. Uh, the main character's name's Old Dolio, um, and there's oh, there's yeah. there's good reasoning behind it in the movie, I guess. But it's ridiculous reasoning as well because the people of this movie are just like character; they're like insane people that you don't think exist, but they probably actually do exist somewhere. Uh, mm. Um, to the point where I, I, they just seem so, they're type of people you don't see in movies ever because they're so insane. They just live life yeah. so insanely, uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. I also thought it was pretty funny. I it's directed by Miranda July, who um, her most highly acclaimed movie is Me and You and Everyone We Know, which is a movie I still need to see. And yeah, this one is, I think, 
I, I think pretty damn good. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's one of my favorites this year, at least. If it came out a different year, I might have enjoyed it less, honestly. I think it was mainly just because I'm like, oh, an actual good movie. I, I'm jumping on it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, I watched the trailer. It seemed interesting. I just want to talk about that point where you're like, oh, people seem weird uh, in movies, but they're probably like that in real life. When I saw Uncut Gems with my dad... Uh, you think like Howie Ratner being a character, like how could anyone be real like that? But my dad, after coming out of the movie, he's like, oh yeah, I used to work with a guy like that who was like super into gambling and always super high strung and everything. And I was like, oh man. And this is really just a good way for me to segue that I was talking to my dad this weekend because I call my parents every week. And uh, he told me something that I did not know or didn't remember, which is apparently he met Rudy Giuliani at some point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and he has a picture with Rudy Giuliani. And I, he said he's going to send it to me. He hasn't yet. Oh. But, oh, man, I really want to see that picture of my That's dad legendary. with Rudy Giuliani. That's legendary, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. He, uh, he said he got his business card, too, which I, <laughs> I also wanted <laughs> oh to send God. to me. That's amazing. Um, That's amazing. They did some... His company that he used to work for apparently did some business with Rudy Giuliani's company, and uh, they met. They had a meeting, so... Wow. Uh, it was back in, like, the early 2000s, apparently, before he was a confirmed insane <laughs> danger to America Rudy Giuliani. Um that's so good. That's but yeah, great. <laughs> I'll I'll send you if he ever sends me that picture. I'll send it to you because I'm I'm so hyped for that. Please, I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he has his business card too. You can call him up. We can call him on the show. I was gonna say like if <laughs> it, like realistically, it's probably not the same phone number because the business card's probably from yeah. like 2005 or whatever. Um, but could you imagine if it was, we should, we would call him on this podcast, yes, we would. <laughs> right? <laughs> An interview about the Borat thing. <laughs> interview. Well, no, I, what I'll do is I'll call him first and I'll pretend to be someone who's like witnessed voter fraud, <laughs> um, and see how far I can get with that. And then you can call him after and interview him about Borat. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. This is, this is the yeah. content people have been waiting for, right? In a year without movies. A Rudy Giuliani crank call. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, that's all I got for things I've watched. I talked about Queen's Gambit before, which is the other thing I watched, and hope maybe mm-hmm. we might talk about more when BB watches it, so I'll just save it for that, I guess. And, uh, yeah, we could talk about the Vivitch now. Yes, we've gone so long without talking about the Vivitch. Uh, over a year ago, we reviewed The Lighthouse, so I think it's good that we're finally getting realistically we review every Eggers movie on this podcast so this is good that we're getting this out of the way absolutely um I just went to Robert Eggers letterbox page and I just realized they renamed his reboot of Nosferatu to the vampire um which is great (laughs) everything has to be the something in his because he's got the witch he's got the lighthouse the Northman's coming out and they changed this to the vampire so yeah I mean if they really wanted to go for it it would be the vampire with two V's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how you the, do it the, the, vampire. the vampire but then that in in reality would be the vampire right <laughs> okay but if you read it in german then it becomes the vampire oh again. i love it <laughs> so got him <laughs> got him um uh, but yeah obvious if you've listened to this podcast before um our our movie of 2019 collectively our podcast named the lighthouse yeah. as our movie of the of of 2019 so now you're gonna hear our the the Vitch, uh, reviews which came out in 2015 
and I watched mm-hmm. in college for the first time with my friends who were very reluctant to watch it. And then afterwards, still hated it. <laughs> and hated me (laughs) for making them watch it like we i remember this night so well we argued for like an hour about what we should watch and i'm like trust me dude the witch is gonna be great we gotta watch this film and then everyone just hated me (laughs) after they're like that sucks your friends sound like idiots yeah they're not fans of movies like this at least so okay yeah uh, it makes sense to me that they didn't like this movie but i enjoyed it um I will come out and say right now, I, do, I think this movie's a little worse than The Lighthouse for me. I think um, I enjoy I enjoy the time. First of all, the time period The Lighthouse takes place in, I enjoyed more. I was more entertained by that, the language yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I, it, but by The Witch, the first time I watched it especially, I was bored by a lot of parts. This time I was definitely a lot more focused on it there are a lot of parts i didn't even remember for some reason but i guess i watched this five years ago which if this feels yeah. like it feels like yesterday i watched this movie for the first time what the hell huh. I, I don't understand yeah yeah i watched this for the first time last year actually after we saw the lighthouse i was like i gotta go back now and, and see what this witch thing is all about and i loved it then um i think i honestly came out after the second viewing being like i think i like it as much as the lighthouse now i think they're like on par with each other in my mind um just everything that works so well about the witch is stuff that also works well about the lighthouse but they also have things that make them distinct enough that they sort of stand on their own obviously they both have different aspect ratios but neither of them are like widescreen movies which i think is really cool the cinematography in both is beautiful And we can get into this more. But yeah, I think for me, at least, I, I'd put them like on the same level categorically. I like that. I um, like that. Now that I've seen both of them multiple times. Hell yeah. Um, I'm all about that, to be honest. I, 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 I think both of these movies are fantastic. Like, I think The Witch is just a little, little bit not for me as much as The Lighthouse was. But I think I don't blame anyone for loving The Witch. Like, I think it's a very well-made movie. Yeah, absolutely. The lighthouse, like straight up, is funny. Yeah, like there is, you can laugh in the White House. Oh, the White House. The White House. <laughs> you cannot laugh during the oh, witch. No it's like a a completely different. It's not a completely different kind of horror, but it's a distinct en- enough kind of horror that you're gonna have different experiences watching both. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they both have uh, some very similar usage of birds, which we'll talk oh, yeah. about. Um, I don't. I think we should have a general impressions segment before we go into yeah, spoil. uh, spoilers, just because you know, if anyone hasn't watched this movie, you really, really should. Even if you don't like horror movies, because I am not a huge horror movie person. I think Robert Eggers is a genius, and everything he makes is gold, yeah. and is worth watching, even if you're not into that kind of stuff. I 100% agree, and I definitely think The Witch is more scary than The Lighthouse was. I think The Lighthouse is more tense for me. Um, and that was the driving thing. I think the witch had some moments that were a little more disgusting and a little scary. And even like Miriam was getting jump scared at this one a lot. She didn't at the lighthouse. Yeah. So, um, and I remember this one being a little more, a little more spooky when I first watched it too. So, uh, but I, I still think it's as someone who also gets scared at horror movies, I, I would recommend this one, even if you don't like it, horror movies, like, yeah, yeah. I just don't like the horror movies like It Chapter Two that are there to like try to get yes. you to. It's like a roller coaster ride almost, and I hate that. Yeah, 
Which again is wild that that was the first ever episode of our podcast. <laughs> Both of us being like, I don't like horror movies. <laughs> and then I texted you and be like, it would be funny if we saw it chapter two. And that's why we did. Yeah, I remember, I remember being like, ah, it chapter two would be a good episode, but I know BB doesn't like horror movies that much. So maybe we shouldn't. And then when you said it, I was like, yes. All right, cool. We're going to have a, yeah. it's going to go down in history as our first episode, even though we both didn't enjoy it that much. Yeah, I did it for content, and that's that's the important thing. Oh yeah, um, but let's you uh, down to get a spoiler town for the the witch. Yeah, let's go. The witch, twenty fifteen, not the Witcher, not Blair Witch, not the Blair Witch. <laughs> so many witch, uh, so many witches. Are there any other the witch witches? movies? Isn't that a movie that just the witches by Roald Dahl, which came out, and I'm sure everyone loves. Yes. I guess we could have done that on this podcast. Uh, apparently it's horrible yeah, no, I, I absolutely was never never down to do, see that film yeah uh, but i guess we could have done that for robert zemeckis just can't do it anymore yeah, he just can't he just can't uh, back to the future yeah. is where he peaked well i'm not sure about that i don't know any of his other films that well back to the future <laughs> was well he did back to the future and then he did who framed roger rabbit uh, and then he did two more back to the futures uh, so was I think was Forrest Gump after that? He did Forrest Gump too. Yeah, Forrest Gump was the end of Didn't the 90s. He? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he it was did. end of 90 the 90s yeah. Forrest Gump was. So he had a he had a real hot streak and then eventually 2000s. he hit the 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 Steve Carell one with all the dolls that no one saw. With all the dolls? Oh, what was that you one? You know the what one. What was that one? Dinner came for out schmucks? Recently. No, I don't know. Oh, oh, <laughs> fucking, oh yeah. I don't know what that's called, but I it was welcome to oh, welcome something to or other. Welcome I, to Marwin. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was never gonna see that movie. I was like, oh, this is this is indie yeah. in a bad way. <laughs> you know those those freaking indie movies that you're like, eh. It's like that other. It's like yeah. that other one with like um where they like all shrink down, downsizing or whatever. It's where they're all like. Sh- Oh, shrunk yeah. people and i'm like oh screw this movie i'm not gonna see this <laughs> yeah apparently that one was real bad uh forrest gump was robert zemeckis who was 1994 okay, so cool he was still going strong even after back to the future still going strong okay um yeah. well i guess we should talk about we did just go to spoiler town and then talk about robert zemeckis so. <laughs> robert zemeckis yeah. <laughs> all right spoiler town robert zemeckis he's in this film right <laughs> so let's hold on let's talk about the filmography of robert zemeckis <laughs> like wait did i miss the robert zemeckis references of this <laughs> this podcast has been off the rails since it started this is a chaotic yeah. thanksgiving oh episode oh yeah we didn't even mention this was our thanksgiving episode <laughs> but yes this is because this movie has pilgrims in it and that's what thanksgiving's this, about this movie has pilgrims it has a family dinner true um it has the taste of butter which butter. is you know you use butter thanksgiving, you use butter at thanksgiving. you, you put butter on your mashed you potatoes Back or when like they used to hunt to get food for things yeah you had to hunt your damn turkey mm-hmm. there are chickens and roosters in this one kind of that's kind of like almost. turkey or almost out of turkey almost yeah. um can't think of anything else that reminds me of thanksgiving but this is a thanksgiving <laughs> movie i want to be clear <laughs> this is eggers told me personally i called him up and i said would you say this is a yeah. you know a halloween movie like what holiday and he said thanksgiving 100 percent. so yeah, hundred percent of Thanksgiving. You got so many other movies for Halloween. Let's let's have this one for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, until obviously Adam Sandler's next movie comes out called Tommy Thanksgiving, 
um, which is oh, Hubie Halloween's yeah. brother. I, that Tommy's too normal oh, of a yeah. name. It would be like Twinkie Thanksgiving <laughs> Twinkie or something. T- tiddly Toinks Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, his, his character's <laughs> name would be like Twinkie Tittle, and he would be the mayor of, of Plymouth, Massachusetts, because that's the Thanksgiving Twinkie, place. Twinkie Tittle Thanksgiving. <laughs> He's the mayor of Thanksgiving. So bad. He's the mayor of Thanksgiving. He would have the same voice, yeah. though. He would still do yeah, the Hubie Halloween voice. Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, I love Thanksgiving, and my mother's trying to murder me. We still haven't talked about the witch. <laughs> okay, the witch. Um, the witch. Anya Taylor-Joy, we, uh, we talked about her already, is pretty good in this movie. Um, I, I enjoyed her. Yeah, sure. this is her breakout this role. This is her breakout role in my mind. I don't care about her playing chess as much as I care about her being a witch. Um, which yeah. I guess technically she wasn't uh, until the end of the film, so... Yeah, at the end, she was all in, as was mm-hmm. I. Uh, but yeah, I just want to talk about like sort of stuff I noticed on my second viewing Hell of yeah. this. Um, how like, I guess I didn't fully process. The first time I watched the movie, I was so wrapped up in sort of the climax of it that I didn't notice some of the more like subtle character stuff they were doing. Like the movie starts on Anya Taylor Joy Thomason's face and she looks so unsure of everything and her dad's like fuck y'all i i love god more than you i'm leaving <laughs> or they're more like get out of here and he's like yeah no you can't tell me to get out of here cuz i'm leaving <laughs> um and you notice like when they're leaving the town she's one of the the only person in the cart looking back at the town like she seems to be the only one who's sort of reasonable in that moment of like maybe it's a bad idea for us to be banished to the woods (laughs) probably and and live on our own probably a bad idea to Um, be this religious to the point where (laughs) where we think this is what god wants us to do right yeah so too religious for the puritans which is absolutely insane i I sat there wondering like Miriam asked me like okay what like what are they what what they do wrong and i'm like i I can't imagine what exactly they did here to get banished yeah we need a prequel movie for the inciting incident they were just being so like these people are already extremely religious like what were they doing like they must have been yeah i have no clue what they could have been doing my guess, I, I looked up some Pilgrim facts. I was going to do a segment on the show called Pilgrim Facts, and then I couldn't find anything good. <laughs> so I just learned a little bit about Pilgrims, um, and I'll share the limited stuff. Um, but basically, uh, the Pilgrims were supposed to show up around New York City, uh, but bad weather forced them further up the coast. They landed uh, around Cape Cod and then moved their way down to Plymouth, Here's a fun fact. I've been to Plymouth Rock. It sucks. And also part of the reason it sucks is because it's way smaller than you'd think it would be. And Plymouth Rock wasn't marked until 121 years after the pilgrims showed up. So someone just went to Plymouth, found a big boulder, like carved a year into the top of it. And it was like, this is the Plymouth Rock now. (laughs) And now it's like a landmark in Plymouth, Massachusetts. So that's fucked up. Imagine that. Imagine being Um, that person and not realizing like I just made history right here by etching a year into a stone insane and they build they build like this big sort of like building around it and you have to like look down at the rock um plymouth massachusetts is a fine place my grandparents used to live there um and they also used to live on cape cod which is a nicer place (laughs) uh but plymouth rock if you're gonna go to plymouth you can look at it but don't expect anything special (laughs) not the point just a rock um 
basically back in 1610 around no they arrived a little bit before 1610 but the winter between 1609 and 1610 apparently was extremely harsh uh the pilgrims resorted to cannibalism in some places uh they completely ran out of like all their food and all their crops and everything they were eating the leather of their shoes like to survive and uh this is actually like referenced in the revenant i think that's about when that takes place Mm. okay um or it's it's the same kind of lifestyle in the revenant but my guess is that in this movie they had to do some pretty depraved shit just to get by in these early colonies and i assume the father and the family are like this isn't how god wants us to live like this is fucked up and they're like well we can either starve or like not do exactly what the bible Mm. says for like five minutes so we don't all die okay so they're good people Um, then that's my theory they're the, they're the good people. They're so good that they're that they're bad to these people. <laughs> I guess they're, they're. I mean, they're also probably like, you know, or maybe they came out of that winter and they're like, well, maybe we can like loosen up a little bit. And they're like, no, we have to be strict, even even when times are easy. We got to be strict. <laughs> I got to eat my neighbor. I'm um, hungry. Yeah, yeah that's so interesting. That's that's, that's my a- guess. Is things were just. Why am I not taught because this of how hard it was. Why am I not taught this in school? I don't hear any of this about the pilgrims. I just hear it's a cheery time. It's, because, it's a good old time here in yeah. America because they're in America and it's good. Yeah. Uh, kindergarten and like first grade education is essentially propaganda in America and all the cool shit they don't tell you unless you have a cool high school history teacher like I yeah. Um, or you Google it for a segment on your podcast that fails because there's not enough interesting pilgrim facts. Damn. I, I had U.S. history in high school, but we never went that far back. I don't. Th- I think we started pretty late, actually, as far as time oh, goes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, huh. I took AP U.S. history, and I think we started like from the beginning. Okay. I was, so we definitely talked I was about in an that AP, stuff. unfortunately. But it, it was mainly because I didn't yeah. want that teacher. To be honest, um, that teacher was bad. That's fair. Our AP teacher. This is. Again, us refusing to talk about the witch. My AP teacher got fired halfway through the year because they were so bad at teaching U.S. history, and then they replaced them with a better teacher. Okay. Uh, and it was the only AP class I did any good in was and U.S. history. And to tie history. it back to the witch, uh-huh. that person was Robert Eggers, right? There you go. Yeah, he. Robert Eggers was my high school history teacher. Um, but yeah, I, that's, I mean, immediately my favorite thing about Robert Eggers movies is like how much damn research he puts into it. And what you just said, mm-hmm. BB, like, I guarantee it's probably actually right. Like, like to, because he also researched that. He didn't just like go in here and was like, I like pilgrim people. I'm going to write this movie <laughs> and it's pilgrim people. He legit, <laughs> obviously, he like looked through actual documents from that time, tried to see how they talk. Yep try to see how they wrote things and what it was like for them what they and this is like all based off of basically what some people's experiences so i mean obviously back then people really did think witches were real um a lot of people did i probably a majority of people thought witches were real back then i would say so yeah well also in my research which i'm sure robert eggers also knew was that they uh they did believe in witches but it wasn't like something they were actively afraid of generally apparently no one believed that witches could fly so that's a little Uh fabrication this movie has um so they didn't need to like mash up babies to make a flying potion or Uh whatever uh but apparently what would happen is if crops failed or like people started losing their minds because of whatever reason 
or any kind of like our livestock started dying, they might start suspecting a witch. And all it would take is like one person to be like, I think that person might be a witch. And then slowly word would get around town and people would just sort of gang up on this one person as the source of their problems. And that's how these sort of witch hunts would begin in that old America and England also. Wow. Is it all it would take is just something bad to happen, and then one person being like, "Yeah, but that person's been pretty sketchy." This sounds right? like Among Us, and then they all this come is down. Just Among Us again, which is what the hell? <laughs> yeah, which is what happens in this movie too. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an Among Us game, but older than the thing. Yeah, true. I guess so. <laughs> We've. Among Us is Dakes has a rich history. We should history. play Among Us all the way back to the colony. <laughs> I just want an Among Us history <laughs> class where they were like, back back in ancient Egypt, they were even playing Among Us. Like, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, just humans have been playing Among Us since the the dawn of creation. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I, I I like I like the historical aspects of both of those movies a lot. I think that's my favorite part is that I know like this is like legit close to how people were living in the 1630s so yeah that part was cool i was gonna say something oh i was gonna mention they're like i also really like how the kids are like man i miss england <laughs> like or or it's just like god I, I or the mom's like i, I want to go back to england which no one yep. mentions in history either people probably did legit want to go back to england they like they were like i hate england the king sucks and then they came over and they're like hey, this is actually pretty hard I kind of just want to go back to England. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Pilgrim facts segment. <laughs> um, I was also reading in my research that uh, apparently the pilgrims escaping to America wasn't even like the last resort. Apparent. I forget what country it is. I want to say it was like Sweden or it was a, some Scandinavian country they went to for religious freedom. And all the Scandinavians were like, yeah, you can be Catholic here. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, and so they were chill there. But at some point, they were like, but we want even more freedom than that. We want a place where there's like fucking no one. And so that's why they eventually left to America wow. was they, they wanted like completely unsettled land where they could make their own country with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, I gotcha. And uh, so, yeah, I that's why you can see it might make sense for them to want to go back to England or wherever else because they came here to have a good time. And the colonies are that early on were not a good time, <laughs> uh, especially in like the early 1600s where they yeah. were. Makes sense. <laughs> now that you think about it more, you're like, yeah, honestly, probably wouldn't be fun to start a new civilization after being a part of one where everything was good. Yeah. And then you're just like, you know what? I'm going to start a new one. You're like, this sucks. I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so far, people who don't know what the witch is and are listening to this episode probably just think it's like a historical fiction, not horror whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they think it's like a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> Let's talk about the horror, which is extremely good. Yeah. Um, the the tension builds so perfectly. They they were right to put that scene in the trailer where she's playing like oh, peekaboo with the little that's baby. Such a good moment because it's so well directed. You know it's coming, but it, it it takes a little bit longer than you think it would. So when it finally happens, you're like, oh, shit. Like, they got the baby. Yeah. And and they're going to blame Thomason because, like, she was the only one there with the damn yeah. baby. I mean, it's got to... I, I mean, I, I'm not going to blame her fully because of which 
obviously so the baby was stolen very quickly <laughs> so yeah but yeah I, I don't know who else to blame in that situation if i'm the parent obviously i'm just like well yeah it's obviously <laughs> your fault that the baby's gone you, you you were there yeah so it just sucks it's just a situation that sucks but obviously she yeah. just keeps getting put in these situations where it's like okay why are you fucking with our with your siblings and our children what are you doing yeah it's you know a, a, i guess you can call it a coming of age story like her character is sort of the most pure in a lot of ways and she ultimately is the one who is ultimately corrupted by satan um and you kind of like cheer that on honestly yeah. at least i do at the end but uh it was another thing i noticed through this movie is that each of the family members sort of represents a specific sin and i am not christian so i'm not going to claim to know <laughs> I, I can't remember the seven deadly sins but you have like the father who's pride and he says it in the end like i'm prideful he was like i'm he thought he could just leave and start his own life in the woods and he'd be fine and he would drag his whole family with him and god would provide and that pride ultimately got them all killed. Um, you have the mother who's envy. He, she's clearly like jealous of Thomason's youth and her like sort of her, her husband like favors her in certain ways, uh, defends her in certain ways. Uh, you have the son who is lying because uh, he lies <laughs> to the mother about the apples and all that. Uh, and then the fucking twins who were just terrible and fuck them. <laughs> That's their so, sin. Uh, that was their, their sin. Their they, sin suck. they suck. God was like, don't. Yeah. One of the other sins is don't suck. Just don't be awful. Yeah. That was his catch all. <laughs> when he made the seven deadly sins, he was like, I'm going to add an eighth. That's just like, don't suck. <laughs> I guess he's just like freestyling it. God's just like, I, I don't know. Just don't suck. I guess is one of them for sure. Like, I feel like I'm going to miss something. So we need sort of a last one that covers the other stuff. <laughs> just sum it all. Just don't suck, man. Uh, yeah. The twins yeah. are awful, but they're so annoying. <laughs> I hated them so much. Yep. Jesus. Um, singing their black Phillip songs. Yeah, and uh, uh, there, there's another great thing where the, Thomason's like first, I think some of her first speaking lines are her like praying to God, being like, I'm full of sin, please forgive me. Um, and she's kind of the only person you see doing that, which is like, I assume the rest of them did that, but I think it's purposeful that we see her first thing, be, thing that she does, being praying to God for forgiveness, even though we haven't seen her do anything wrong. And that's sort of a, a flowing narrative through the movie, which is, the son questioning the father like well how do i i'm just sinful just for existing so if i die too early like i'm not going to be forgiven i'm going to go to hell and the father's like yeah but don't think about that <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah i don't know <laughs> i like how the son's like it's like breaking this weird logic that it, that happens there and it's just like stop stop thinking about this so much <laughs> like yeah it's so it's fun i mean i would be worried if i were told that as a kid i would also think that'd be like what the hell so if i died right now i'm just i'm going to hell my baby yeah. brother's going to hell yeah, he did nothing wrong he just got stolen by a wolf and now he's going to hell what the fuck yeah it's and he wasn't baptized they they mentioned that earlier that they couldn't get him baptized because the you know whoever does that was in town and not with them uh so it's it's sort of that angle that i like which is also sort of the toxicity of really orthodox religion and how that can really affect people especially young people 
who are just brought into this world and they're told like, hey, you're sinful and only God can save you and uh, there's nothing you can do about it other than try not to sin, but you're going to sin and you're just going to have to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. it's confusing. It's, it's such a confusing thing to tell a kid. They're just like, what the... I don't yeah. know what to use. Like, I'm so confused. And if a goat tries to talk to you, don't <laughs> listen to it. I cannot stress this enough. Like forget everything else just make sure you don't talk back Do to the not goat. talk to the goat even if it introduces itself as black philip and you think he's a fine Listen, man even if that goat is extremely <laughs> hot and has a great voice don't do it i can't believe how hot the goat was holy shit <laughs> um but yeah speaking of the sun caleb i he he's also a fantastic actor in this, um, especially with oh especially God. when he died. Like it's that a, was an insane moment. Like holy shit, so good. Yeah, I was gonna say like this time around. They say don't work with kids and animals. Um, all these kids were fantastic oh, yeah. so actors. Good. Um, I I don't know where Robert Eggers found these these kids. I mean, obviously Anya Taylor Joy was a little bit older, but these younger kids like like you were saying that death performance that he does is so convincing and so haunting. Uh, and that, that kid just nails it right out the gate uh, on even black Phillip nails it. And apparently black Phillip was a nightmare to work with on set. <laughs> and when I, cause I, before this movie, I, I found out that like the dad, the actor for the dad, like just did not get along with black Phillip apparently at all. So whenever I would <laughs> And he would very often interact with Black Phillip, and obviously Black Phillip kills him in the end. So, like, just seeing those moments, I was like, damn. (laughs) I guess that, I guess the goat was actually the devil, probably. Um. Yeah, well, that's that's one of those things, is, like, the goat probably, because Robert Eggers says, like, you can't train a goat, and so it's so hard to put it in a movie. Um, It does great. Uh, Like, they were able to capture what they needed, because the goat... Every, does everything they need it to do and it works perfectly for the movie but it must have worked especially well because obviously the father and the goat are at odds in this movie so if they're at odds in real life it just works for the film i i, I just absolutely love robert eggers use of animals in both of these movies like it's almost my favorite part yeah. of both movies especially like i love the seagull parts in the lighthouse but um the goat mm. and not only goat there's and there's he, dog scenes and the rabbit is in it too like he uses animals very well. Yeah, it's because like all this stuff is based on myth, and myth is very animal heavy. Lighthouse was more like Greek myth, um, but they use seagulls because it's it's like Greek myth, but it's also just sort of sea legends and sailor yeah. tales. Um, but yeah, this one, you know, the goat is the sign of the devil, so gotta have a goat in this movie because it's about it's about <laughs> Satan, Satan. Creating, creating witches. Yeah, the, those witches—they love. Satan. Oh yeah, and he loves them. Oh yeah. Um, and apparently, like one of the main themes of this movie, which is coming of age, specifically coming of age for for a woman. Um, mm-hmm. apparently, through Eggers' like first draft, he didn't even mean for that to happen. Apparently, it's. One of oh, his really? um, buddies read it and mentioned it, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe in my next draft I'll lean more on that." Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it works incredibly yeah. well. It's like the core driving force of the movie. Yeah, at he that definitely point. took that and ran uh, with it for sure. On his um, eventually, obviously, once he realized that that's kind of what the story is about too, which is great. 
yeah um yeah it's everything with thomason is is so perfectly well played and every interaction she has with everyone feels meaningful um so yeah i think he he nailed that exactly uh i'm sure they're like i think even like mad max fury road everyone hails that as sort of like the feminist action movie but that's also a case where i think george miller wasn't even necessarily aiming for that he was just like yeah i just wrote a movie about the these princesses who get uh stolen away from or try to escape from an evil dictator and like that's just like a story i wanted to tell and then people after the fact were like this is very progressive george miller and he's like oh cool uh so (laughs) it's it's nice to see that when it happens i guess it's just mostly that that doesn't happen often so when it does happen people are the people really hone in on it and focus on that part of it and then and then people are like oh yeah i i guess that especially for movies like this is so often and this is a rant i do very often i don't know on this podcast but it's like movies try so hard to be feminist and (laughs) you get to movies like this and it's so it feels so effortless obviously like there's thought put into it but like this movie i think has more female empowerment messages not even empowerment but just like real stories um than like every ounce of feminism they tried to cram into that one scene in Avengers uh, Endgame where all the girls were on screen at once, yeah. right? Like that was so manufactured and so like, look at us, we have women in our yeah. movie. But then you look at something like this or like Annihilation oh, yeah. or uh, Mad Max Fury Road where they, these are movies about women and their struggles and actual issues. And while those movies aren't as, well, Mad Max is fun, but like Annihilation and, and this aren't necessarily fun it, it just you can tell there's more thought put in than just put if we put 10 women on screen <laughs> that's, that's it we've we've cracked the code now baby <laughs> i hired yeah. a woman we I'm love women her to be on screen i <laughs> <laughs> uh, these millionaires are all on screen together <laughs> she's getting money i i'm giving out money to a woman i'm a feminist now <laughs> uh yeah i agree yeah. the Avenger, the Avengers woman's so forced it's awful and yeah there are movies that actually yeah write like good stories for their women that are realistic and like we care about and that's all we care about like just write a real thing about a woman don't like yeah don't make it a clear cash grab which i know blockbuster movies already um have trouble doing so (laughs) but yeah this one's super effortless and great Uh, just a great little tale and i think everyone there are a lot of people i see in reviews that like the witch more than the lighthouse just because of um the feminism in it and obviously the lighthouse is about two dudes yeah. so <laughs> yeah lighthouse is like more specifically about like toxic yeah. masculinity um and there's a there's a little bit of a homoeroticism in oh, the lighthouse yeah. <laughs> uh, i remember when we did our lighthouse episode i was about to bring that up and then neil like went out started talking about something else and so that i always regretted not pushing harder be like we got to talk about how these two dudes definitely would have fucked like given a little bit more time like those dudes would have fucked would have fucked i would have loved it absolutely would have loved it they almost kissed so like i loved it when they danced it was great oh my god and they almost kissed and then they immediately go to like fisticuffs (laughs) so good um what else Um, in the witch what else in the witch what else that there's so much Ugh, to like some of the imagery is so, so disgusting like i hate when the witch is oh my god the breastfeeding oh god. moment 
with oh, the crow. Just that one frame is just like insane to see. It's awesome. It's like an awesome payoff though, because when it's happening, you're like, okay, there's yeah. no way this is real, obviously. And then when you actually yep. see what's actually happening, you're like, oh shit. And it's nuts. That scene is so well yeah. constructed because you have the mother having her hallucination, like, oh, my babies are back. You cut to the twins in the barn, and then there's the witch milking oh, the fucking oh. goat. They I had hate the blood the milk so much. And I, she just turns around and oh my wrinkly god, wrinkly skin. Yeah, that scene makes is me just like get the heebie-jeebies. I hate wrinkly skin for some reason. I I don't no hate, but like I don't want to see an yeah, old naked woman. Generally, I don't want to <laughs> see that. So when you put it in your movie, I'm gonna be like, put that back, please. Um, I, please, please get a, get but, away, yeah. get rid of Photoshop out. Yeah, the editing on that scene is oh, yeah. so perfect because you get the witch cackle and then an immediate cut to the mother laughing while this <laughs> bird, this crow is pecking out her, her chest, uh, much like the end of the lighthouse. Yeah. Just to confirm, like that um, was the thing that was that really happened. They had, of course, some nipple blood on her shirt when she woke up in the morning. Yep. Um, which is always yep. great. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the art department. <laughs> Had to get well, that nipple love, blood. Always love waking up with nipple blood. I'm like, oh, damn. Crow got me again. God damn. Did I try to breastfeed a bird <laughs> last night? Again. Why do I always do this? <laughs> I got to stop hitting the Jack Daniels. <laughs> always happens to me. Um, but yeah, I, and this movie is genuinely super tense, especially... Especially when, once once Caleb comes home naked, I'm like from that moment on, I was on the edge of my seat, tense, scared. Yeah. Even though I knew it was going to happen, it, it builds <laughs> very well. Yeah, everything is, and that's what a lot of people say is like nothing happens in this movie. Like we all, uh, it's boring. But the the suspense doesn't come from literal scary things. It, it comes from the tension in the family and the the aura around all of it. It's it's like hard to watch that scene where the son starts having his episode, and he they're all like trying to pray really <laughs> yeah. hard around him, and he's screaming his own and thing, when, <laughs> and then he finally like goes to the light of Jesus. And when she's it's, like, when she's trying wild. to prove she's not the witch, and then the the twins like can't pray and you're like well, just pray what are you doing please they can't remember yeah. their prayer and she's like you're faking like you do remember your prayer oh my like, god what what is wrong with these little shits just pray <laughs> yeah uh, and then they got to play among us after that they're like who the fuck's the witch and then uh yeah and the dad goes in with a bold strat being like you know i love you thompson but you gotta tell me you gotta tell me if you're the witch i haven't pulled that one in an among us game yet but i should <laughs> yeah you should go for that just be like like, dude, I love you, but you you have to speak truth, you know? <laughs> no one ever asks. Prithee, no one speak ever truth. tries to ask, like, are you the imposter? Just let, just admit it. Just admit you're the imposter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, Thomason votes for the dad, and the dad votes yeah, for Thomason, so it's a tie, and they have to keep good doing their tasks. And then and he starts to believe that it's the twins. Um, so. Yeah. Shout out to that dad for lifting that little kid up yeah, with one hand. Oh that was God. pretty wild. I've, I want to be that have strong. a kid just to see if I can like pick how, pick him up with one hand yeah. and stuff. Recreate that scene. <laughs> I would never if I had a <laughs> screaming at your child. If I had a to family, I would never dress up as these people for Halloween. I'd want far away from this family. <laughs> I don't want to be like them. Please. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'd be a great family. Halloween <laughs> we're all costume. pilgrims, and people are like are you pilgrims, and we're like. 
Like, no, hold on, no. Well, no. See, the the wife in that family costume would have the oh, nipple God. blood oh, yeah. as like Are a you little pilgrim hint. suit. And I guess like if you had an extra kid, you would dress them up as a goat. Yeah, probably. True. You'd have to have yeah. a lot of kids, um, and you'd have to have little twins. But eventually, yeah, you'd get yeah, there. Yeah. We just—that's my plan—is to keep having kids until I get twins because twins are the best. So. Yeah. Um, I want like a Zack and Cody situation to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though these were fraternal yeah. twins, um, fraternal twins are stupid. I'm friends with fraternal twins, James and Alan shout out. Um, but you guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking dumb. Why? I bet they talk to a oh, goat. Yeah. Those they assholes. definitely talk to, they have a dog. They talk to their dog all the time and I swear that dog's Satan. Oh my God. I feel like if I got a dog, part of me would kind of want to name it Fowler, but also <laughs> It's sad what happens yeah, to no. Fowler. So Fowler's it's like, a good dog name, though. I like Fowler. It is. I like yeah. Fowler as a name in general. I think that was the last name of like my gym teacher or something. I like Fowler. Yeah, it's a good it's, name. Sad what happened to the dog. That's our review of the witch. Fowler, good dog name. So this was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Watch this movie for that dog. <laughs> that was sad when the oh god yeah that no that image is back in my mind of when the dog was lying there. Yep, I didn't look this time. Oh, I looked away. Yeah, I forgot that happened and that was awful. I I hated seeing that. Yeah, especially when um yeah I don't know I just hate it. But I, yeah I I like Caleb is honestly one of my was one of my favorites this time around. Just watching him, I think he's actually a really well developed. I didn't think much of him the first time, but this time around he's like a super well developed character with like a very he has like an actual arc actually that I didn't consider last time where I think he's struggling yeah. with uh, his religious identity almost. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's kind of like the, the mirror to Thomason in a way I feel like where he's really, really trying to be all in on Jesus like his dad, where I feel like Thomason the whole time is kind of being pulled away and pulled back towards yeah, society. I agree. And Tom or uh, Caleb just thinks almost everything he's doing wrong is, God signed to him or like anything bad that's happening is God signed him and he's just yeah he's he's not happy about it <laughs> ever yeah um but yeah before we wrap up we have to talk about of the course. ending we have to talk about my favorite part by far both times around so good. oh yeah it's it's so satisfying because you you get through this really like gut-wrenching tense moment where the whole family turns on each other Thomason has to kill her damn mom with a knife. Um, and it's all for this payoff. Black Phillip is yep. Satan, and Satan has the best voice in all so of cinema. Hot. If <laughs> if tonight I turned off all my lights and I heard a whisper like, Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? <laughs> a pretty dress. I'd be like, Yep, where's the book? <laughs> you know, when Thomason's like, I can't write my name, and he's like, I will guide your hand. Um, you don't have to guide my hand, Black Phillip. <laughs> I'll I'll sign right on the dotted line. Absolutely. Um, that it's it's. I like this ending better than the ending of the lighthouse, and I love the ending of the lighthouse. Yeah, I agree. I th- um, there's something so cathartic about the way this ends with Black Phillip being perfect and like you know, step on me, daddy. <laughs> Um, and then her going into the woods and getting her moment where she gets to fly with all the other witches doing their ritual. Yeah. Uh, you're like, yeah, she's free. She's finally like, finally isn't under this crushing weight of like this orthodox religion. And she doesn't have to worry about being filled with sin or forgiveness. Like 
she she can fly with the witches in the woods and i i just love yeah. that so much after all of that you're you're like damn it i'm actually uh i i want to be a witch now 100 <laughs> percent. yeah <laughs> i would much rather be a witch um but i yeah i like it i, th- I think it's also like a nice little commentary i'd like how like all the actual people who were considered like witches back then we're probably just like living the best out of anyone else. They're probably just like living in sin. Yeah. It's dope, you know? It's fun. Yeah, I was reading up on some <laughs> witch lore pilgrim facts. Uh, and apparently like witches in legend, I don't know if this literally happened, but their uh, ceremonies apparently involved like orgies and like drinking alcohol and doing all so, this. It, it involved like animal sacrifices and stuff that wasn't okay. as cool, but... Um, even like modern day Satanism is obviously very chill. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's that thing of like, these people are just living free in the woods and they're dancing naked. Um, I guess they do eat, uh, murder babies. Yeah, that's murder bad. Babies. I want to be murder clear. That's bad. bad. Some things which um, is do bad for sure. Uh, and this ending does have like a, a level of tragedy. Like obviously her fa- whole family dies. She has to kill her mom and Satan wins. Uh, but you, you get that idea of like, this probably never would have happened if these people had just been a little chill, <laughs> if they had just chilled out just a little bit out. about the yeah, Jesus If stuff. they just had stayed in the fucking village, this wouldn't have happened at all. Yeah. <laughs> or not told their son that he was going to hell unless he begged for forgiveness <laughs> every day for a hundred years. You are going to hell. And guess what? Your baby brother who just died is burning in hell right now. Does that make you feel better that he's dead oh, now? Yeah. Does that make you feel better that he just died? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like just so rough. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't imagine <laughs> my baby brother just especially like imagine being the person who lost your baby brother and you, everyone's like yeah he's burning in hell now because you so how you feeling ah <laughs> shit shouldn't have played peekaboo Fuck, he's burning in hell <laughs> yeah that peekaboo is great nah. there are so many great scenes in this individual scenes i could point to that are like that's fucking good yeah but uh yeah i got nothing else to say about the witch besides it's damn good so watch it it's fantastic Watch this movie. Watch, watch every Robert Eggers movie. The Norseman can't, or the Northman can't come Please, soon the enough. Northman. Anya Taylor Joy's in that um, one again. So I'm, yeah, and uh, the dad. I forget his uh, the actor's name, but he's also in it. Willem Dafoe. Uh, Willem Dafoe is in it. Willem Dafoe's coming back. Nicole Kidman. Bjork. Bjork is going to be playing a witch in this one. That's hype as shit. <laughs> the, um, yeah, this 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 cast is stacked. Um, with hot people. Also, Norse mythology is huge right now. I'm so excited for a, a Robert Eggers interpretation of Norse mythology, which is notoriously fucked yeah. up. Um, Going to be some good ravens. That's my prediction. Is the animal in, in the Northman okay. is going to be ravens? I think that's a good prediction, honestly. Um, yeah. He also apparently has a movie coming out eventually called The Night as well, uh, which is going to be a medieval one. Sure. So. Just give it's me a green. Be the sequel to yes, the Green Knight. Exactly, because we know it's going to be an A twenty four movie. Because why the fuck wouldn't it? Robert Eggers is just yeah. always A twenty four at this point. Yeah. Well, I saw an interview he did after the Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson, where he's talking about how he's like, "Yeah, I really like doing these smaller kind of movies that I've been doing. So I, you know, I like doing this stuff. Don't expect me to. I wouldn't do the next Batman or whatever." And then Robert Pattinson is like. You fucking liar. <laughs> uh, 
because uh, Robert Pattinson had already been confirmed as playing Batman at that yeah. point. So. <laughs> That's great. That's um, fantastic. That being said, give me Robert Eggers' Batman. I'd see oh, yeah. that in a heartbeat. 100%. Holy shit. Imagine a Robert Eggers' Avengers or something. That'd be insane. <laughs> It'd be really sad. <laughs> It'd be so weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, watch. Yeah. If you haven't heard of Robert Eggers and you listen to this podcast, like, watch his movies already. They're so good. He's one of my favorite directors yeah. for sure. So. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've said this a few times. But like Robert Eggers, I think is one of my favorite modern directors. He's only had two movies so far, so like you know, maybe he'll Robert Zemeckis it. See, I brought it full circle. Uh, but but for now, he's he's at the top of his game, and he's making movies that I shouldn't like, but I love. On so, paper, they definitely seem like they uh, shouldn't be great, but they're amazing. Or just like movies that I specifically yeah, yeah, shouldn't yeah. be into. Like I'm not a huge horror fan. I'm not a huge like super slow mo- movie fan where they talk like idiots <laughs> um but it all it all comes just, together and uh <laughs> until yawn next fortnight uh, s- stay large ye lads and lasses and everybody else and they didn't i don't think they had gender neutral back then but we're gonna pretend they do anyway, bye it.